0: You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 298, the solo series. I don't know what you heard, but she runs the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode 298. We are almost at 300 episodes. All right. So I always feel like when I when I take a little hiatus off she runs the show. And then I come back, I've kind of got to give a recap of like, what have I been up to? What have I been doing? So uh, a new book is out, The Ultimate Coaching Toolbox. It is available on Amazon. That book took me way longer than I wanted it to take. And I was so mad by the end of writing the book, because it literally was almost an additional 15,000 words beyond what I had planned for, which extended my timeline on producing online courses on Skillshare and Udemy. So needless to say, I was like a pouting child finishing up the ultimate coaching toolbox. I am absolutely proud of it because it is one of the, and I will say this unapologetically, it is one of the most comprehensive books for coaches who are looking for tools to level up their practice and their work with clients. And it took me forever to write it because I wanted to give 98 tools. And I wanted to give a play-by-play on each of those 98. And I wanted to do a deep dive on 10 of those tools. I wanted to give case studies of how you'd use it and what happens if you try to use it and it's not working with a client. So needless to say, I have spent the last two months on the Ultimate Coaching Toolbox. It is out now and I still have to record the audible of it, which is sucky because once again, it's not completely done yet. But the book is up on Amazon. It is available. You just look up Cassandra Vaughn, The Ultimate Coaching Toolbox, and you will find that book. So that is what I've been up to. Uh Fitness-wise, doing pretty good. My nutrition has sucked. I knew it would, and it will suck through January because... Uh, my birthday is coming up next month. It'll be level 44, the year 44 for me. I'm super excited to be 44. Uh, the 40s have been interesting. I think I will talk about the 40s when I'm out of them. Uh, there's a lot I have to say about them. I probably will write quite a few books on the decade of the 40s for me and, and how maybe that can help you if you're entering the 40s or leaving the 40s. But it has been interesting. Uh, I will say that, and I'm going to talk about this in a future episode, my 2022 goals are a continuation of 2020 and 2021. I'll talk about focusing on the decade rather than the year in a future episode. And for 2022, I'm so excited that we are entering a personal year, not a personal year, a world year six in numerology rather than the world year five that we have been in in 2021. And when I told everybody, which if you go back, I talked about the world year five in a previous episode, probably in January, Uh, when I told everybody that 2021 was going to be a roller coaster year, yes, it has been. And since it's not over yet, it still is. But the beauty is we get into a world year six in 2022, and it's going to be Uh, really amazing for a lot of different reasons. So catch an episode coming up where I'm going to talk to you about what is the world year of six in numerology? What does that mean? And how do you apply that to your life and business? So the the bottom line is, I think for me, just thinking about and, and reflecting on this year, 2021 for me has been a lot of revelation, A lot of just sitting in the truth, looking at the truth, doing my best not to run from the truth and being open to make new choices based on the truth that even if I don't like it, I still sat with in 2021, which leads me to today's topic, which is my top 11 lessons of 2021. You know, She Runs the Show is a podcast that I began years ago because I felt like Myself included, so many women entrepreneurs were out in the world feeling like they had to rob Peter to pay Paul, which is the thing you know, like if I build a business and it costs me and my family, if I focus on my family, then it costs me building a business. And so when I started, she runs the show. I wanted to create a podcast where women could be encouraged and empowered to understand that they could have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive, relationships that thrive and businesses that rock. And I wanted women to come to this podcast and really hear me say, yes, it's tough. And yes, it's hard. And it is a constant like negotiation within ourselves of how do we focus, how do we I don't like the work balance, but how do we harmonize with all the different areas of our lives? And yes, some days you're going to do better than others at this thing called work-life harmony, but you know what? That's life. And you can have both. And you've got to set the standard in your life where you say, you know, I'm not giving up having children to build a business empire. And I'm not giving up building a business empire to raise a family. I can have both. And when you come from the belief, that both are possible then you look for the opportunities you take the actions from the belief that it is all possible but it is your belief in possibility that that determines what you do next so that is the the origin of of this podcast if she runs the show and if you are new to it please subscribe please share uh if you are one of the listeners that I've had for years you've met me so you know uh You know how I operate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you straight. I'm gonna tell you where I stand on things. Uh, you're never gonna hear me talk about my private life on this podcast. I'm a firm believer that the things that are sacred should remain so and that privacy is a superpower. So, and I've said this many times, but for those of you who are listening for the first time, I want to be super clear. Some entrepreneurs put all their personal business. It is part of their brand. They put pictures of their kids on Instagram. They talk about their marriages. I don't do that. You will, you will, you will probably never know what's going on personally for me for many, many reasons. One, because I believe that my personal life is absolutely sacred. Uh, two, because things change in everybody's personal life and, I I don't believe that if you're going to put all the highlights of the great things personally that are happening, that you then go into secrecy mode when, you know, poop is hitting the fan personally. So because I'm not going to share the lows, then I'm also not going to share the highs. And um, I may give you tidbits of information. I think those of you who've listened to me long enough know I have been on an infertility journey for a long time, wanting to have children, more children. I do have three uh, for a long time. And you may hear me talk about the fact that I'm still on that journey, which I am at almost 44. I'll be 44 next month. But other than that, I'm not going to give you the details. And I would encourage all entrepreneurs to really think about how personal they want to get in the public space. Some people are super comfortable with it. I'm not. So my privacy is a superpower. My personal life is sacred. And when I'm going through things personally, I don't think airing it in a public forum is the way to go, which is why I don't do it. So I say all of that because if you're, if you've listened to me for years, you, you get it because you've been with me for years. And if you're listening to me and you're brand new, you just need to understand that boundaries are important to me. They're critical. And so I honor them in other people, but I also honor them in myself first. And I think that is also critical to success in life and business. All right. I digressed a little bit, but I I wanted to set the tone because it's been a minute since I've been on. Now we can dive into the topic. So (laughs) 2021 for me, and in this episode is my top 11 lessons. And I share, I used to do this every single year. I think I'm getting back into doing it because it's good for me. It, It makes me go into some reflection. It forces me to sit and reflect. But I hope this also helps you because I want you to understand that you know, you might be listening to me. I've had a lot of people read my books, you know, like you can do hard things and own it, which is probably my favorite book. Find your fire. I wrote a few years back. I mean, I've written 30 books so far. My goal is 52 before I go the traditional publishing route. But a lot of people read my books and I will have people send me emails and they will say, I loved your book. Um, you're so accomplished and 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 you you've persevered so much but I'm not like you how do I do it right here's the thing I want to say before I get into my top 11 lessons of 2021 I am a firm believer in a in in many things but let me talk to you about two things that I'm a firm believer in number 1 I'm a firm believer in therapy I think everybody should have a therapist uh, I am going to become a therapist one of my lifelong dreams has been to get my PhD in clinical psychology I'm on the path to doing that. Now, even though I'm a coach, I love being a coach, don't get me wrong, but I I want my PhD stripes and I want to be a clinical psychologist. And I feel like mental health is one of our number one issues in the world. And before I leave this earth, I want to help people with that, both individually, group and otherwise. And my books do that to a certain extent. My coaching does that to a certain extent, but I want to be a clinical psychologist and I will do that. Uh, probably I'll have that all taken care of by the time I'm 55, but- I say a of that to say is I, I firmly believe that everyone should be in therapy, whether you feel whole or not, whether you've been through trauma or not. I just think the act of engaging in a therapeutic relationship with a great therapist. Notice I didn't even say good. Great therapist. There are lots of quacks out there. You need a great therapist and you need an interview therapist until you find the one that's right for you. Let me just go there. But I think everybody should be in therapy because we all have work to do and we've all been through some level of trauma and, and and many of us have PTSD and depression and anxiety and therapists are well-equipped, great ones, caveat, great ones to help you work through that. I think we all should be in therapy. That's just me. My second belief is we're all a hot mess, right? So we have to learn to love ourselves as the hot messes we are. So when I get people who email me having read my book books and listen to them on audible and they say, Cassandra, your life seems so perfect, or you are such an overachiever, or you've accomplished so much. Here's what I want to say that I'm a hot mess too. And, uh, there are things in my life that I certainly feel a lot of, um, frustration and disappointment and anger about choices that I've made that are are beneath what I deserve. I mean, I am there with you in the trenches of making mistake after mistake and failure after failure and pattern after pattern. So when you hear me on this podcast giving you a get it together talk, please know that I'm giving it to myself at the same time that I'm giving it to you. I, I am speaking to you and me. And so when I talk about these top 11 lessons, I want you to really understand that it is not coming from a place of, I figured all this out. It is coming from a place of, I am a hot mess too. And, uh, there are things I don't want to face and I am choosing every single day to still face them because I know if I cannot get beyond them, I cannot fulfill my life's calling. That's it. If, if I can't get beyond the hot mess state I'm in, I cannot get to where I'm meant to be, where God told me and put me on this earth to be and where I can help other people if I can't get beyond myself. So I want to, wanted to put that in perspective before I go into these top 11 lessons. Cause the last thing I want is people listening to this and going, Oh, Cassandra's got it all figured out. Oh, hell no, I don't. I do not. Trust me. If I had it all figured out, boy, I'd be light years ahead of where I am. I do not. But what I do have is the willingness to sit in my ship and um, own where I am and own the decisions that got me here and continue to ask the question, how am I going to show up differently for myself? that's the, that's the for me the the question is how am i going to do this thing differently now that i know better how am i going to show up differently now that i know my worth and my value how am i going to choose a different path and staying in the fight of that even if it takes me years to go on a different path that is my superpower i am i am a capricorn i'm a goat uh And I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean a goat like a real goat, feet on the ground, firmly planted, climbing the mountain, doesn't stop till I get there. I was born that way, so I say all of that to say that it doesn't mean that my life's perfect; it means that I'm unwilling to stop the work of becoming who I was born to be. That's it i'm just i' I'm, I'm I'm stubborn to a fault, and I'm unwilling to settle even with myself. So that was a long intro to get to this this episode, but let's talk about my top 10, 11 lessons of 2021. And I would suggest that you take some time to reflect and think about the last 12 months and, and really journal and write down what are your top lessons of 2021. And more importantly, there are two things that I, I look at when I think about a year in review. I not only want to identify what my top lessons were for that year, But the more important thing, and this comes from my book, Own It, the more important thing I like to do when I look at what have I learned this year is what am I going to do with that? Like, what am I doing with the lesson? It's one thing to say, okay, here's what I learned. It's another thing to say, how am I taking my learning and how am I putting that into action? So I just wanted to say, it's not enough to identify the lessons. The real work is Now that I've learned that, what am I going to do with that moving forward? So I'm going to give you my top 11 lessons in no particular order. And, and I'm going to talk about them as briefly as I can, because we're already 15 minutes in and I don't want to sit here and do this episode for a whole hour, right? Like I know people listen on their commutes. They listen in between conference calls or zoom calls. So I want this to be clear and concise. Uh, And not take up an hour of your time. So let's talk about my top 11 lessons of 2021. Lesson number one, again, no particular order, holding on does more damage than letting go. This has been a huge lesson for me in 2021. And in fact, this lesson became really clear to me starting in about 2016. So I've been on the path of learning this particular lesson that holding on does more damage than letting go. And prior to 2016, I didn't think I was a person who really held on to things for too long. Um I'm not sure why I thought that, but I always thought like I easily let stuff go. And in some ways I do. There are certain things that I do easily kind of like whatever, thank you next, right? Like that's that's kind of my mantra, Ariana Grande's Grande's, thank you next. Um I do that in a lot of arenas, but some of the most important arenas of my life I don't. I actually hold on way longer than i am meant to and so for me a big lesson has been holding on does more damage than letting go and the quote that reminds me of this lesson is um a quote i don't know who who said it but but it says the longer you entertain what's not for you the longer you postpone what is let me say that quote again the longer you entertain what's not for you the longer you postpone what is right so the lesson for me, especially starting in, in 2016, but definitely in 2021 has been um holding on does more damage than letting go. And it's about learning how to accept when all of my intuition and all of the signs from the universe are telling me it's time to move on and actually being willing to do that. Right? So I think when we go to the question of, well, what am I doing with that lesson? I'm doing a number of things moving forward in 2022. Number one, I'm giving myself permission to let go sooner and with more ease. I think for me, letting go really feels like, and this is probably a childhood trauma thing, but letting go really feels like it's going to come with a lot of drama, a lot of pain, a lot of collateral damage. Um, And so it doesn't feel easy. It feels very, uh, just chaotic. And I don't like chaos. So one of the first things I'm doing with this lesson of holding on does more damage than letting go is giving myself permission to let go sooner and with more ease to trust. It's not going to be easy, the letting go. And this is where I'm going in 2022, but to really give myself permission to not hold on because I'm afraid of the chaos that will result if I let go. I'm also in 2022, as it relates to this lesson, trusting my intuition the first time it speaks. You know, Maya Angelo said, um, when sh- somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time, you know, not the 50th time, not the 100th time, believe them the first time. And so there have been so many times, not simply from 2016 and now, but there've been so many times in my life where my intuition said what it said. You know what I'm saying? Like it said what it said. And I turned to my intuition the first time it told me and the 50th time it told me. And I said, no, 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 that's not right. No, no, no. I, It, it can be different than that. And so one of the things I'm going into 2022 really cognizant of is I'm going to trust my intuition the first time it speaks. Like I don't, I, I, you know, I, I've written uh, articles and posts about this idea that the universe will at first whisper to you, right? It'll, it'll, it'll give you hints of like, don't do that or do that, or don't go there or go there. But after a while, when you don't listen to the whispers, it screams, it screams, it will hit you over the head with stuff. And so one of the things I'm going to work on for 2022 is really listening for what my intuition has to say. Uh, but trusting what I hear the first time my intuition speaks to me. I'm also going to, in 2022, sit in the discomfort of facing the things I don't want to face. You know, the lesson of holding on does more damage than letting go. Part of the problem with holding on is, at least for me, some of the reason I hold on is because I don't want to face certain things. If I hold on, then in my mind, everything stays the same. Nothing's going to change. I'm not letting things be what they are and I don't have to face them. And so I'm going to be really intentional in 2022 about sitting in the discomfort of facing the things I don't want to face. And then also working to not, uh, make holding on mean something. Like I think what I've done is I've looked at times where I've held on too long to things and I've, and, and at the actual letting go, right? And I've said, well, man, if I let go, then that means that all the time I spent holding on was a lie. All the time that I spent holding on means I'm a fraud. And you know, you make all these things, like you do this whole imposter syndrome. No, no, no. Holding on means I'm a human being who doesn't necessarily love change, who doesn't like chaos, and for whom holding on is a trauma response. And that's okay. That's Okay. So a lot of what I'm doing with this lesson that holding on does more damage than letting go is giving myself permission to be okay with the fact that I hold on, giving myself permission to really listen to my intuition, facing the things I don't want to face earlier and um, really believing that even if letting go creates some temporary chaos, that I can let go with more ease than I did before. And so that's what I'm going to do with this particular lesson. Lesson number one, holding on does more damage than letting go. Lesson number two, the best decisions in life will involve winning and losing. You have to be willing to feel the pain of the loss to experience the joy of the gain. That is the lesson in totality. Let me say it again. Lesson number two for me in 2021 has been the best decisions in life will involve winning and losing you have to be willing to feel the pain of the loss to experience the joy of the game. And this comes from a quote that says, this is really important. Growth will also feel like loss. Remember that. I don't know who said that, but I saw that quote on Pinterest and I thought, Ooh, that's so true. Growth will also feel like loss. Remember that. So I don't like to lose. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a very e- ego statistical way of... Lo- I don't like to lose. I'm an overachiever. I like to win. Uh I like to do my best. I like to get things done. I don't like to lose. And the, the hard thing about this particular lesson is accepting that when you make great decisions, it is not all about winning. In fact, the best decisions in life will involve both winning and losing. And so... uh it took me a long time to figure out that my growth will require loss. That's tough, especially for somebody like, who like me likes to hold on. So growth with, will also feel like loss. Remember that. So what am I doing with this particular lesson in 2022? Uh, you know, it's a constant work for me to get good with failure. I mean, I think what I'm working on is getting good with how many times I'm going to fall on my face. I like plans. I like perfect plans and nothing ever goes perfectly. So really accepting the truth of that in 2022, um, accepting what things are instead of fighting for what I think they should be, right? Like understanding that I am not manager of the universe, that I'm co-creating, that co-creation really means I'm, you know... In Judaism, they say, uh, pray like it all depends on you, but act like it, act like it all depends on you. Pray like it all depends on God. I kind of messed that, mess that idea up. But the whole idea is really understanding that you are co-creating, um, that it is not all up to you, that the goal is to really synchronize and align with what's meant for you without trying to force it or make it happen. So I think in 2022, for me, when I, in terms of getting this lesson and using it, you know, the best decisions in life will involve winning and losing, accepting that that's the case and making decisions and sticking with them, especially when failure is involved, especially when it doesn't go perfectly, especially when um there's pain involved and not running from the pain of loss, and really being willing to feel the grief of loss. And, you know, one of the things I like to do is use busyness as a way to hide from emotions that I'd rather not feel. And so in this lesson, you know, the best decisions in life will involve winning and losing. It's really being willing to feel the emotions that come with both the winning and the losing. So that for me was lesson number two, 2021. Lesson number three of 2021 which I talk about in a lot of my books. Uh, it's one of my favorite lessons because its it, I won't say it's easy for me, but I will say it, it is a mantra that I live by. Lesson number three is ideas are great, execution is everything. I think I get reminded of this every single year. When I look at how many things I wanted to get done, like how many books I wanted to publish, how many courses, and I go, Cassandra, you know, you know that things take longer than you keep saying they're going to take. So lesson number three for me is this, ideas are great, execution is everything. And the quote that that I don't know who said this, but it's a really great one. It says, an idea is only as good as how hard you are willing to work for it. Let me say it for the people in the back who need to hear this. An idea is only as good as how hard you are willing to work for it. If I told you the number of people I've come across in my lifetime who have been like, I just want to be the idea person. I just want to be the person who comes up with the idea. I just want to get paid for ideas. You show me one person who actually only ever gets paid for their ideas, but never actually has to execute on those ideas. Please. No, no, no. Life doesn't work that way. An idea is only as good as how hard you are willing to work for it. So, uh, this lesson came up for me because I really wanted to get to my, my goal, which I'll talk about in a future episode. I I've had this goal for a couple of years, 52, 52, 52, which means 52 books published. I'm I've just completed book 30, 52 courses on Skillshare and 52 courses on Udemy. Now I thought there was one year, I think it must've been 2017, 2018. I thought I was going to write 52 books in a year. <laughs> no, that did execution, right? Like the idea is great, but the number of hours it actually takes to do that is a whole other beast. So it has taken me a long time to really start to get more realistic, both about how long things take, how long things will take and and how to pace myself. But once again, The thing about this lesson that came up for me this year is that I realized in 2021 that I was allowing a lot of things to distract me and things that I was totally in control of. Uh, working at the wrong time, trying to write a book at the wrong time of day, and then taking two times as long in terms of hours to produce the same word count that if I just shifted it to the early morning, I could have done in half the time. I mean, those are just some of the examples of the things that I saw myself doing in 2021. And I realized that it, you know, it is very intoxicating to fall in love with the idea of your goal, right? It's very intoxicating to be like, I want to get 52 books published. I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. All of that is super intoxicating. And so a lot of people live on the idea level because it feels really good. feels super good. But here's the thing. The lesson that came to me this year, especially because the way I was scheduling myself was not super productive and conducive to how much I wanted to produce in 2021, which is why I did not produce that much. The reality is ideas are great and execution is everything. And an idea is only as good as how hard you're willing to work for. But you also got to be strategic about when you work and how you work. So what am I going to do with this lesson in 2022? One thing I I, I continue to to deal with, and I think I'm not sure yet if this is just, it's me, like it's a personality me. I, I certainly think it's a uh being a sun and Capricorn moon and Aries thing for sure. I can definitely see the Aries in me in this. I'm super impatient. Nothing ever happens fast enough for me. And I was that way at five, 15, you know, like, look, uh, nothing ever happens fast enough for me. So one of the things I'm going to work on in 2022 is, is not working to not feel so impatient about just how long everything worth having does take to build. I've got to work on that, how to not feel so impatient. Um, and really accepting how long it actually takes me to do things and factoring in a realistic amount of time. And let me add to that. The other thing I'm going to do in 2022, like I'm doing with this podcast episode right now, I'm recording this in the early, early morning. Um, I love to work out in the early, early morning and I've fought all of 2021 with this whole thing of like, I want to do my workouts in the early a.m., but then I don't want to work out in the p.m., but the best time for me to do content creation is in the early a.m. You know, picking aside, as Nicki Minaj said in one of her songs, picking aside, because at the end of the day, um, I understand myself well enough to know that if I write in the early morning, I will write twice as many words in the same amount of time. If I try to write in the evening forget about it, like drudgery, because that's not my prime time. And at the same time, if I'm going to do business stuff early in the morning, then exercise is not happening. And I've got to figure out how will exercise happen in the rest of the day, even though that's not my prime time for exercise either. So you see the pull and the push. So again, it's accepting in 2022, the time things take, and then factoring in a realistic amount of time, to get those things done. So that was lesson number three for me this year. Ideas are great. Execution is everything. My fourth lesson of 2021. 20, uh, I was just like, what am I talking about 21 or 22? Uh And I think what I'm going to do is break this up because this episode is going to be long. So I think I'm going to break it up and do the first five lessons, and then the next six lessons in the next episode. So lesson number four, knowing when to get out of a situation and actually getting out. That's the caveat. That's no longer serving you as a game changer for accelerating success. I think I really learned in 2021. um, And let me give you the quote, because that'll just basically sum it up. The job, the party, the relationship, knowing when to leave is important. I don't know who said that, but let me repeat it again, because cause here's the drop the mic moment. The job, the party, the relationship, knowing when to leave is important. So, knowing when, so this is different than holding on and letting go because you can let go without leaving a situation. I think it's really important to say that. Letting go is so much more a, a, a process of surrender and a process of accept, radical acceptance. And you can, you can let go without anything physically changing in your life. So, Not holding on for too long and letting go is one thing, and that's been one of my lessons for 2021, but this lesson number four is a different thing. Knowing when to get out of a situation and actually getting out that's no longer serving me as a game changer for accelerating my success. So this really boils down for me to this idea of paying attention to the signs that something is over and not lingering in it because I'm more committed to longevity than happiness. I'm huge on loyalty. Uh, I'm huge on, like, I don't, I don't know anybody who loves change, but I don't really like change. And I like consistency and I like stability and I like security. And there are times in your life when those things won't serve your success. That's what I learned in 2021. Uh, stability, longevity, security those are all really good things consistency but there are situations and times when those actually go against accelerating your success there are moments where there are things you got to quit and i don't like to quit things and so for me so much of my identity i've discovered in 2021 has been grounded in never quitting never giving up own it right that i realized to my detriment there are certain things you got to quit. There are certain things you got to leave if you're going to go to the next level of your life. And so in 2022, I'm working on redefining what quitting means to me and being sure that my commitments are to the right things, namely beginning with myself. And in 2022, I am holding myself accountable for my own happiness, which means leaving anything that works in opposition to that happiness. So knowing when to get out of a situation that's no longer serving me, uh, and knowing that that is a real, it's, it's not even a game changer for accelerating my success. It's actually a prerequisite. And so understanding that quitting in some areas of life is required for me to go to the next level and doing the work of actually doing that. That is what I'm working on in 2022 fifth lesson I'm going to cover today. And then in the next episode, I will cover the others. Here's lesson number five. Feeling ready and being ready are two different things. Being ready is a decision that does not require feeling ready, which is connected to lesson number four. So here's the oxymoron, right? Let me give you a quote. Don't let go until you're ready. I totally believe that. Don't let go until you're ready. But feeling ready as I've learned in 2021 and being ready are two very different things. You do not have to feel ready to be ready. That's, that was a really hard lesson for me to learn this year because a lot of what I was doing in 2021, I was waiting to feel ready, right? Like waiting to feel ready to leap here and leap there. And, and then I just, I've suddenly realized that feeling ready and being ready are two very different things. So what am I going to do with this idea? with this lesson that feeling ready and being ready are two different things. Number one, I'm in 2022, I'm getting real with the fact that being ready is about taking action and feeling ready becomes irrelevant. Once I get myself to take action. Now, for those of you who are on my daily dose of inspiration email list, which if you're not getting the daily dose of inspiration, go to tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. That is tinyurl.com forward slash K V daily dose. And you can get a daily email from me, which I don't always send daily. Cause if I don't have something to say, I'm just not going to say it. Okay. I don't want to blow up your inbox for no good reason. If I feel called to say something I do. And then when I don't, or if I get super busy with other content creation, I don't send one, but you can sign up for it and get it. Cause it really is a get it together. Talk between me and you. So that's the daily dose of inspiration. Um, you know, I talk a lot of, in my daily emails about you just got to like, you got to do DMA daily, massive action. Every day, get up, do DMA daily, massive action. The piece that I was missing though, that I'm going to work on in 2022 was a uh, deeper than that whole idea of just do your daily, massive actions. Just take your DMA. And it's this, it's this thing of stop waiting for signs and for perfect timing. Stop trying to like prepare the environment to take action for me in 2022, it's really understanding that readiness is, is not a prerequisite to my DMA. It is a product of my daily massive action. And that courage is still required, even with taking daily massive action. Like there's, it's one thing to do the practice of doing consistent daily massive action or DMA. It's quite another to have the courage to leap when you, when I even spot a crack of a window of opportunity open. And so for me, I'm, I'm super good at the DMA part and not so good as at the courage to leap when there's even a crack of a window of opportunity. And that's what I'm working on in 2022. Um, really the whole thing of stop waiting for the perfect time. And part of my issue with in the last few years, I've been waiting for, for the perfect time or condition to do things is because in my twenties, and in my early 30s, I was a shit show at just leaping, like the Aries side of me just did a whole lot of leaping with no Capricorn practical implementation plan, like none of that, and I paid dearly for it in my 20s and 30s. So I think where I am now in my 40s is a re- is a is a sort of PTSD reaction to doing the total opposite in my 20s and 30s. But then I've course corrected all the way to the other extreme, which is also not good. It's not good to just rash and like, you know, blow things up metaphorically and just take actions with no kind of plan. That doesn't make any sense. But then the other extreme that I've lived on for the last few years of being really hesitant and really needing to plan and think through and, and work, like that is also an extreme that's not good. So in 2022, I'm just going to honor the fact that when I decide I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh, and I'm going to do my DMA, but I, I've got to add the courage to leap when even a crack of a window of opportunity opens up. And I'm going to stop waiting for perfect timing or conditions. And oh, here's the hard part for me, accepting that any leap I take, no matter how much DMA I do, is going to be messy and honoring the fact that I know I can handle whatever comes. Like what Susan Jeffers said in that classic book, Feel the Fear and Do it an i I can handle whatever comes. So those are the, the first five of my top 11 lessons of 2021. Let me go through them again. Lesson number one, Holding on does more damage than letting go. Lesson number two, the best decisions in life will involve winning and losing. You have to be willing to feel the pain of the loss to experience the joy of the gain. Lesson number three, ideas are great. Execution is everything. An idea is only as good as how hard you are willing to work for it. Lesson number four, knowing when to get out of a situation and actually getting out, that's no longer serving you is a game changer for accelerating success. And lesson number five, feeling ready and being ready are two different things. Being ready is a decision that doesn't require feeling ready. So those are the top five of the 11. Again, in no particular order. In the next episode, I'm going to walk you through my lessons six through 11 of my top lessons of 20 21. Thank you for joining me. As always, I so appreciate the fact that you listen. I there's so many people have listened to me for years. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your attention. My greatest wish and prayer for you is that you live into the missions and the purposes you were put on this earth to fulfill. um, That you are happy and you are whole and you walk into every room knowing. That you are more than enough. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. Um, my final thing that I'll say is if you are not signed up for the daily dose of inspiration emails that come out daily, unless I have nothing to say, uh, you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash kv daily dose and you can sign up for those emails there. And please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Take my lessons, learn them so you don't have to learn, learn them from me so you don't have to learn them the hard way and, and follow those lessons up with daily massive action. Not starting January 1st, 2022, starting the moment you finish listening to this today. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode.